Welcome to Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973, an inspirational podcast about the ups and downs of life and everything in between. Here's your host, Shane Lakita. Hey everybody, so welcome back to another episode of Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973. I've got another guest here today. I've got another podcast with another person. And it's one of the things that I've been working on, something that I've been trying to network and meet people and network with folks that might inspire somebody. So the reason for this guest here today is that I wanted to be able to connect with him because I met him through social media apps, one of the apps called TikTok. He's an artist. He's a graphic designer. He does all kinds of really cool, interesting artwork that he does and he puts together. He actually designed a custom hat for me. And we follow him on a live and he does a lot of different stuff where he paints spray paint cans and he does canvas work and all kinds of stuff. But all the while, his message is do the work. Now, this is the reason why it's inspiring to me, because no matter what you're working on in his space, he's working on art and working on design. But do the work means stay consistent. So I want you guys to listen to this interview. You'll hear a lot of geeky art talk, which is amazing, which I love because I've been getting back into it a lot lately. You'll find some of his inspirations. But at the end of the day, you'll see his biggest advice is overcome your fears and do the work. So I really hope you appreciate it. I hope that you listen. I hope that you guys dive right into it and listen to this interview with artist Dave Conry from out in Long Beach, California. It's an interesting one. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Coffee Talk with Liquid Shane 1973. I'm your host, as the little lady in the beginning said, Shane Lakita. And we're here on an audio format, as you can hear me, but we're also live streaming again with another interview. I told you, I promised you guys I'd start bringing some interviews with people that inspire me, that get me moving, that get me in the right direction. And one of those guys is with me today in Dave. Dave Connery, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Dave is a graphic designer, illustrator, artist, kind of all put all into one big kit and caboodle. And, uh, you know, I, I love the stuff that he does. So we're going to get into some of his work. We're going to get into some of his uh, his background, his story, a little bit of his uh, message that he likes to bring uh, to the table. And we'll get right all, all into that. You ready to go, Dave? Yeah, 100%. Okay, man. All right. So if you guys are looking at the audio, uh, the visual side of it right over on YouTube and on my Liquid Channel page, you'll see our hats. See these hats right here? They're doing work. And then the E-F-F-E-C-T, this is a recent hat that Dave made for me. And then that's the one that he did over there for custom hats that he does. It kind of gives you a little bit of a feel of what he does and, and his style and the things that he does with his artwork. So Dave, let's get right into that, okay? Because one of the things that drew me to you right in the beginning, it, it was over on the TikTok app, and I met you through some of your lives that were there, and I just kind of uh, caught wind of the things that you were doing. Tell us a little bit about your history of art for you, man. So where it kind of came from and to where you're at now. It might be a long story, but that's okay. We can, yeah. we can get right into it. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it goes way back to when I was a kid, but, you know, it's always been kind of fits and starts creatively. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I would dabble for a little bit as a young kid and then pull away from it. And then I got back into it a little bit as a teen and then pulled away. And then I went to uh, initially into college and I was taking some art classes. And then I was just kind of misdirected by stuff and kind of aimless for a long time uh, until mid twenties, mid to late twenties. Okay. I just started realizing that I like, you would go to like the, uh, the bookstore like Barnes and Noble or, you know, back then it was like tower records would have a big book uh, magazine selection, I'd go to the magazine selection. And I noticed that I would just kind of gravitate towards these art and design oriented magazines. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so it was like, you know, it was like airbrush magazines and design related. Yeah, I was going to say, what kind of, what kind of art were you interested back then? Like what, what would did comic books or was it graphic art or like, uh, Novels, I would say or... it was definitely more graphic and illustrative in nature to begin yeah. with. I mean, I was really into back then. I was really into motorcycles, and so one of the things about motorcycles I always thought I wanted to do was paint, uh, paint motorcycles, right? Or paint, you know, stuff like that, helmets and whatnot. Oh, nice. Um, but you know, it's just like uh, as it's it was kind of like one of those things, like that. It's like it sounds really interesting, but then I didn't really yeah. have a ton of passion for that. Right, and so I didn't really pursue it too far, but I liked looking at it. I enjoyed what you know, seeing other people do it and whatnot. But 
the design aspect of, of things um, really kind of got my attention. And it, I, I wasn't exactly sure what that meant at the time. I, I, you know, I was going to school for marketing. I knew what marketing was, but I didn't really truly understand what it meant to be a graphic designer. Mm. So I was just going to school, doing my thing for marketing. And then it was like, I was working for a marketing company and I hated it. I hated it. I absolutely really? hated it. And uh, <laughs> it was because it was like direct marketing and it was, it was very, I don't know. There's a lot of time on the phone asking questions of people and not really nothing creative. Was it like a super, super uh, aggressive sales environment kind of no, thing? No, it or? wasn't so much that. It was more like no. we were collecting data a lot of times, you okay. know, like you get like you get like a little mailer in a magazine or whatever, and people fill that out. We would kind of take that information in, you know, like somebody wanted a piece of software. We did the marketing for that software company so that they could get the the leads, so to speak. Okay. Gotcha. And so uh it just was like, it was dull. It was dry and it wasn't, wasn't creative at all. So I bounced out of there and I went and became a bartender for years. And then, <laughs> <laughs> which was a lot more fun. I was making more money. Oh yeah, but, man, um, me too. Me too. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I still needed that creative, you know, release and I wasn't sure what it was. So I went back to school, but I started taking more art classes again. I went back and took like the, you know, figure drawing 101 and, you know, um, you know, oh, like I didn't know that nice. still life and all that went back and did all that. And as I was doing that and having these conversations with other artists and whatnot, I was talking with one person who's like, Oh yeah, like you really, you know, we were talking about our interests and he said, Oh, you want to be a graphic designer. It's like, I didn't know what that meant. So he kind of shared with me some of the courses that I could have taken there. And I did that. And then I went and did, uh, some other external courses at other court at other colleges and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I just, you know, finally ended up like, this is what I love. You know, like I really enjoyed, you know, building things with graphic design, uh, whether yeah. it was magazines and ads and things like that, that I did for, for the longest time. I uh, worked for a magazine publishing company for many, many years, but, uh, and, which is a great job. It was a really great job for, for the period that I was there. In retrospect, it was so lax and easy to, to mm. work in. And, uh, you know, when you're in the job, it's sometimes it's like you can't really appreciate it for what it is, but in retrospect now it was like a really great job but hindsight's always 2020 sometimes but yeah. right yeah but magazines being the nature of they are it's like month, like having to push things out monthly it there was a lot of production oriented stuff there was creative opportunities but for the lot most part because it was either a um feast or famine situation either i would do i was doing nothing because there was no work to be done yet, or the, the editors would dump a bunch of stuff on my plate two weeks before we had to have the magazine out. So I was like, just going, going, going. And so I didn't really, again, not as much creative outlet, not as creative, not as much creative control as I wanted. And so right. that's when I got back into painting canvases. And that was probably 2006. Oh, wow. So that's a good, well, good chunk of time ago. It was 14 it was years. Yeah. yeah. And so, but again, it was like one of these things where I was like, I was just doing it at that point as a creative release, right? Just right. to keep the chops up, so to speak. And uh, what, what, what year was it? I was in that job for another seven or eight more years after that. And mm -hmm. then they sold off our entire contingent to a different company, but they didn't take any of the, you know, like they didn't take any of the art directors. They didn't take any of the, uh, some of the lower level uh, editors, the managing editors, the copy editors and all that, they didn't take some of the support staff. They only took like the main editors and they took the salespeople, people okay. that make the money and they make the content. Right. Right. So I didn't, I got, I got a big severance package and I got let go, but it was the best thing I wanted at the time because I was so ready to do something different. And so that was basically the beginning of where I am at now. Like it, like it's also gone through kind of like these micro generations unto itself, but that kind of started me on this path. So when you, okay, so that, that that's that, that's great to be able to see exactly where you're at now. So, you know, so and during your whole entire journey, here you are, you've been in marketing, you've been through, you went back to school to be able to look at different figurative drawing and stuff like that or whatever. I, I love that because I think you, even though you were into art before, you went back to be able to try to refocus that or maybe hone your skills or whatever. And, and you have, you, there's art in your family too, right? So your mom's a, a, a painter and artist, right? And stuff like mm -hmm. that. Does that run in the family a little bit more? Just out of curiosity, did you learn that skill set from the family? I mean, she was always creative too, but she did, she was the exact same way. She was always fits and starts with her work as well. And I think it wasn't until 
I really started focusing my energy on art again that kind of inspired her to get back to oh, it. Wow. Yeah. You know, because cool. she was doing other things. She's also a designer. She's an interior designer. Mm-hmm. So she's works in a creative field as well. But I think she had kind of put her uh, art aspects on hold a little bit so she could focus right. on that, focus on her family life and whatnot. And uh, now our situations are both different. And so now we're both kind of, you know, pushing, you know, you know, all eight cylinders into this, uh, into this area right now. Yeah, no, I, so it's interesting because I, I, I'm all over the place, even in my journey. Right. So I've gone from military. I was in the Navy for 11 years. I got out of the Navy. I was a bartender. Then I went working floor sales. Then I went and worked in uh, credit card, uh, outbound credit card sales. Then I went to work for cell phone companies. And I went to work all these different things, like this whole hodgepodge of stuff. Mm. One consistent for me always has been I needed a creative outlet of some sort. And so it's similar to your story. When I was uh, a little bit younger, actually, it was right after I got out of the Navy. We moved to Savannah, Georgia, my wife and I. And we, uh, we, we just threw a dart at the board and said, let's go down there. I'm going to start a business. And we're like, all right, let's go. It was just the two of us, no kids, no nothing. So we, we got in a car and just took off to went down there, got in a little trailer and, and carried our stuff. But I painted cars. So I did small uh, uh, car paint work, Not, nothing detailed, but more around repair work, right? So had a little trailer, had my paints, matched up the colors, did all that good stuff. But that was my release for creativity. And, I, and I'm always talking about the fact of if you could find something for yourself that you can channel that energy, that that maybe even sometimes negative energy, positive energy or whatever, through something to be able to give yourself an outlet. I always feel that that's so important. And it's always been common with me. And it sounds similar to where you're at. You've always kind of needed that in your journey. Am I Am I pretty spot on with that? Yeah, pretty much. And I apologize if people are – I muted my – my microphone there for a second because I live in a flight path. And so there's quite often a lot of helicopters going over. So people hear that noise in the background, that's what's (laughs) happening. But, but anyway, but yeah, I mean, that's essentially it, you know, to a point where it's like, I finally got the message. Like it finally got knocked in my head enough times to say like, this is what you enjoy. And, and really, if I can go a little bit deeper on this is like, it's not just the art. Okay. Right. It's it's for me. And this is something we've uh, actually talked about before um, privately is that um, the art is fun. The art is a blast. I love that I get to be an artist and designer for a living. That's great. But what really kind of drives me and what inspires me to keep pushing forward and what inspires me to make these things is because when I do and I share them, whether it's on TikTok or on Instagram or on YouTube or wherever, when I share them, other people get inspired to do the same thing. Right? Other people uh, have told me numerous times, you were one of them, uh, our friend uh, TG on TikTok, another friend, a bunch of other friends um, have told me recently uh, in the last couple of years that they, they do what they do because I kind of, not that I gave them permission, but I showed them that it's not as scary as they think it is. Right. And, uh, and I think that, you know, it's, I think that that, uh, you know, that right there is why I do what I do. So I make the art because I love making the art, but I, I probably love I love wouldn't it. be as emphatic about it if I didn't also get the feedback from people saying that I've helped them you know, do their creative thing, whatever that is, yeah. even if it's just to express a little creativity, not necessarily to do anything necessarily entrepreneurial right they just wanted to get out and do some work because they said they've always wanted to and they never did before until i kind of said it would be okay yeah (laughs) i love it i love it it's almost like you've given a it's okay to take risks and chances to do that kind of stuff to be honest with you put yourself out there i even see you on your lives when people come in and say you know i've always been creative or i always done this i'm not really sure if i want to and the advice always given like you gave to me too is just do it like literally put a pen to paper, put a paintbrush onto the board, do whatever you have to do. Just do it. Uh, who like nobody's going to be ridiculing you for it. Right. Even though it's your own internal mechanisms that you're looking at yourself going, I'm my own worst critic. It's not perfect. It's mm-hmm. all this different stuff. But I love it because that's the message that I always get from you all the time. Even if I, I think the other night you were, you were, you were putting together like a horse and some unicorn and stuff like that. And I mentioned, hey, man, you know what I'm seeing in my head? I'm seeing a unicorn and a Terminator in the world yeah. of like robotic or whatever. And you said, do it, man. Just yeah. do it. That sounds <laughs> awesome. Go and do it. <laughs> right. Do it. 
so you know it, it's interesting because uh, you're from your concept what, what i love about that is is this it's the same thing with my podcast okay so i started the podcast a long time ago me and a microphone just having a journey a little just journaling out my 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 path or whatever and what's funny is is that throughout time i get people that will now say to me I needed that motivation. I needed that positivity. I needed that push in the right direction, whether it was working out or going back to school or whatever it is. And so that's a driver for me, much like I think where you're at, where if you have somebody say to you, hey, Dave, I love your work and you inspired me to go and do this. It's the same concept where it just, even if you're starting to feel a little flat, right? You start to feel a little bit down. All right, well, you know, I'm, I'm good with it. I'll, I'll stick with what I got to stick to. And then you get that comment from somebody that just, kind of brings you right up here and you're like, okay, I, that, that's my drive. I need to keep moving that forward. I, I think that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and in the past I used to be pretty, I used to be more aggressive with the messages, right? I used to be more like, uh, why aren't you doing something more with this? Right. You know, yeah. like really kind of aggressive. And really it, what I've just come to realize about it is that people are going to come to these things in their own time, in their own energy. And, um, Maybe they will, maybe they won't, right? right. And if I, I'm not going to fault, just like I said, I'm not going to fault anybody if they don't do it. And if they do something, cool. It doesn't matter if it, was, if it was, you know, just scribbles on a page. I mean, how many times have I shared with you the, the ridiculous scribbles? I'm not a great illustrator, but I have no problem sharing my, my ridiculous process to people because it's like, right. look, it, it's, the, it's this idea of like, it doesn't matter if it's good or not. It just matters that, you do what makes you feel good and you stop making excuses about it. You know, and say like, well, I can't be creative like you. I mean, the one thing that irritates me the most is when people I say hear that, yeah, I yeah. wish <laughs> I was creative like you. It's like, you can be, <laughs> but like anything else, you know, it's a muscle. You have to train it in order right. to get there, right? So, yeah, I think that, that that's the other thing that I'm learning. So I know that I met you through TikTok more specifically, but and we'll talk a little bit more about social media and stuff like that. But what's interesting is, is that I look at TikTok and I find myself as I'm rolling through some of the people that I follow and some of the people that I'm like in tune with are a lot of artists, right? And a lot of artists using that creativity. And the one theme that I hear from every one of them, the ones that are really like amazing artwork and illustrators and craziness all the way down to your raw basic stick figures to the point are all said the same thing. If you practice, you continue, you stay consistent, you keep putting your stuff out there. If it's video formats or just drawing or sketching or whatever, you'll get better and better as you go anyway, because with practice, like anything, like you said, it's a muscle. You'll just keep moving it forward. So I've been taking that to heart with everything, right? Whether it's through, um, posts that we put out through videos or podcasts or art or anything like that. So that's one big thing I've been learning from anybody that's creative like that. You got to stay consistent and keep on working at it, you know? Yeah. 100%. I mean, it goes to anything really. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I've had this exact same message with just posting up on TikTok. You want success on TikTok. You just have to be consistent, follow your, you know, particular idea and, uh, don't be, you know, flighty with it, you know, go over here and do this thing and then do that thing and then do this thing and then expect the world to come running to you, you right. know, just focus on that thing. Well, and actually, and here's another thing. I, uh, you see the comment right below here from Girl Upcycled Studio. She says, I think people believe the lie that you can't really make a living creating art. And here's the here's the funny thing about that. I know it's a tough business, just like mm -hmm. music and everything else, if you really want to be able to move forward. But consistency Having faith in the fact that you got to be able to be patient. That's another thing I hear from people. If you're patient with it, you never know what's going to happen. You never know who you're going to inspire. You may get some things on Instagram or some other social media platforms that you don't really get any kind of movement. You've told me this before. On TikTok, people are all about the hats and the cans. But over on Instagram, they may not be as in tune with that. It, 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 the following is like, I love that. I mean, is that pretty, pretty accurate? Yeah. And it's just one of those things that... I try not to put too much energy into the worried about what these people are going to think in one place or another. I'm just right. mo mostly just going, number one, I mean, we were talking just the other day. Um, our friend TG was asking like about my preference on the different platforms. And right now I'm leaning into YouTube and in TikTok because, uh, well, the funny thing is I'm leaning into TikTok. And it's driving a lot more traffic towards my YouTube. It's driving a lot more traffic to my Instagram. Right. It's slower pace, but you know, sure. so the TikTok is working for me. And so uh, I'm getting a lot, also a lot more feedback from the people on TikTok. 
And so I, you know, obviously I'm going to satisfy that little itch, right? Sure. Because there's people Absolutely. there, you know, like it's something I want to do. Like I didn't, that hat you're wearing or the can that I might have made for somebody is, it might be inspired by something you've shared with me, right? Mm-hmm. That you said you wanted a microphone on there, right? And we, but you didn't say you wanted a rap lyric on there. Right. I, I, I extrapolated out, but based on some of the conversations we have, right? Yeah. And it's something I also resonate with myself, yep. right? And so it's like it's like marrying these two things, trying to find the that balance between what I know satisfies the people who are watching, but it also satisfies me as an artist, right? And then, you know, like at, I'm being okay with this idea that it it doesn't have to exist on a canvas like that, right? Right. It yep. doesn't. It doesn't have to contain itself within those four parameters. It can be on something like a hat or a skateboard, you know, like a. Yeah. I'm throwing all my materials all the way around the, the studio right now, just so you can see everything I do. But you know, like I mean, the the whole can thing was a was a fluke. Yeah. Painting on cans. Tell me more like, about that. I was going to ask you that. How did that? How did that cre- that creation begin with the cans? So I was on YouTube and I was just watching other artists do stuff, you know, just like idly watching. And this one artist that I appreciate, his name was, uh, goes by 10 hundred. And, uh, he's a, he's, he, he, he was based in Seattle, but I think he was moving Midwest somewhere. But, um, I think he goes, but I think on YouTube, it's like 10 hundred. But then if you go look at 10 hundred on YouTube, uh, he's got a very kind of street, you know, street art style. Yep. to his his art and he had done a couple of these cans before and then he got a project where he was going to do like 90 of these cans all in one thing and i'd never seen that before i had all these cans that i was using on my canvas art but i would just when i was finished i'd just throw them away i was like right that's actually genius because it's yeah. like i'm using it. it it's like it becomes very meta right it's like this i'm using the can as a piece of art because I've used the can for a piece of art. Right. And it's it. like, so it's like this thing. It's like, people just go, wow, that's just like, Phew. and some people it don't is. know what to think it, about it. It right? literally is. I said, I went, Whoa, wait a second. What is that? That's awesome. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. I've, I've watched people here in the chat. I'm watching all of these comments and I appreciate everybody popping in. A lot of people here are, Oh yeah, people man. I know and, and we know together. So thank you everybody for, for the comments, but yeah, I, I, so the, you know, just to touch on the cans a little bit more. So I know that for me, it was, um, if anybody doesn't know, like he was just sharing, that's, it's a really ingenious idea. I thought was just something that, and maybe that's why it resonates with a certain demographic or a certain 15 second or 60 second, really quick snapshot. And then you incorporate it in with your lives where it's, it's, you only get a short amount of time to grab someone's attention on some of these platforms, right? And so here's where it's at. You got the can, you put it out there, and then all it's got to take is one second for somebody to go, what is that? Wait a second. I've never seen yeah. that. And then they just get pulled right in, and then they can see exactly where it's at. So I love the. That's what did it for me is I saw the can. I, I can't remember exactly which one it was, but then I just popped into a live and said, I got to see what this guy's doing. And then the concept of you're recycling a can that you use to paint with a can, like you just said, was just uh, uh, like, you're right. It just blew my mind. I was, I was floored by the whole entire thing. Yeah. Let's see. You know, and, and it might, you know, I mean, I don't know if, how many cans I'll end up doing in my lifetime. You know, I've still right. got a bunch over there, but you know, like, I mean, I was doing cans upon cans upon cans. And then somebody asked me to do the hat. Right. I mean, our friend Ray says, yeah. Hey, if you make a hat, I'm going to buy a hat. So I was like, all right. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold him to it, right? So I put up an order form for him to buy a custom hat, and he bought it just like that. And so it was just like, okay, well, I'm committed. I'm pot committed now. And then then it, you know, then somebody else bought another one. Then somebody else bought another one. Next thing you know, I've got like six orders for hats. I'm like, oh crap, I'm gonna have to back off because I don't have. I've got. I've got it's gonna take me six months to finish all these hat orders, you know. But. Um, well, plus no. your process, your process, you're not, you're not, you're not in the place where you're just fabricating a bunch of hats everywhere. Each one of them has its own message, its own heartfelt kind of like where you're at with, you could see, even with the fact of the message that you might put on there on the bottom of this hat, you can't see it, but he wrote a long lyric from the song right on the back end here, along with the, 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 the main feeling of where it's at with it. So 
that alone in itself, when I saw that, I opened it up and I went, oh, man, that has so much more meaning behind it because you can't see it from face value right here. But yeah. I see the value behind that. And that that's coming from you, which is pretty awesome. And I think that I think that um, there's a connection that people have with you. Sometimes I've heard it many times on your live and other artists types of lives that they're very interactive with their people. Right there. Or they try to be anyway. Right. If, if people are flowing in the lives and you're there, you're very interactive. Do you purposely do that a little bit differently or, or is it just kind of the flow of how you're at? Like you go into it with some sort of thought process of how you want to be different in that space or is it just kind of flow? I mean, I think it's just who I am naturally, right? Yeah. I interact with people like that. You know, if people, if I, if, if the one thing I, I did before I ever went live myself was I looked at other people's lives and see what other people were doing, right? Exactly. Other live uh, TikToks or live videos. And most of them, let's be honest, most of them suck, right? <laughs> most of them suck. And yeah. I know, you know, no, no, you know, ill will towards the people themselves, but I just don't think that they, they fully understand how uh, their lives could be improved. I don't mean their lives, but, you know, their live, uh, live experience can be improved right. by just being a little bit more engaged and, um, you know, active with their people. Now, the other side of this is that I've had lots of experience being in front of a camera because I've got, you know, 200 plus videos on YouTube under my belt. Right. And if you go back to my first YouTube videos, they suck. Right. Yeah. They're, That's the same thing on my podcast. One through like 25 were like, eee, what's that all about? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, you know, I had a podcast on my own too, and I kind of abandoned it because I just wanted to focus on some other things. But, um, yeah. you know, like I've spent a lot of time on mic, a lot of time on in camera. And so just kind of pulling all that experience in and then understanding that, you know, the, the experience is better when you actually talk, right? Yeah. Um, the experience of even just posting and then commenting, you know, rep or replying to other people's comments is so much greater. Right. Because people do, like I think especially like on Instagram, they don't expect the creator often to reply. Right. Because it's they just don't. not the norm for some reason, which I think is completely insane and ridiculous. Me too. You know, and if you've got anything less than 50,000 followers, if you're receiving anything less than 100 comments on any particular post and you're not responding to every single one, well, then you're doing a disservice to your community. Right. I agree. So I would I rather have. You know, five thousand, ten thousand, you know, people in my entire community that are deeply engaged, than having a million people in my community that don't know anything about me and I, I don't it. interact with them at all. Yeah, I I think it's really crucial, especially in today's society. To be honest with you, interaction, conversations, connecting with people, positivity, even a realism positivity. I always try to bring out the fact that I'm a, I'm a po I, I'm always parking the positive place. But I'm also a realist to know that, you know, stuff happens and life happens. And how do we navigate that and stuff like that? I feel like when I'm connecting with people, it's so much more authentic. It connects so much more with people, even on like on the lives that I've done. I've done four of them or three or four of them. And all of them, I make sure that I take the time to interact with each person individually, even if they're just coming and going. They're popping in real quick. They're just saying, hey, how you doing? And you just kind of interact with them and just. That one moment, you never know what kind of impact you might have on that person. That's lit I've had many people that say, oh, you commented back. Oh, oh yeah. okay. hey, how you doing? Like, what's going on? And we spark up a conversation. And they're just like, I don't know what to do here. Because normally <laughs> people aren't responding. I'm like, wait a second. We're just what doing this. Uh, I'm triggered. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, I, there's a couple things that I wanted to pick your brain on. Uh, you know, one of the things that I saw. Wait, wait. Can we pause that for one second? I just yeah. want to. I want to call out Dave McCauley here because I see this comment right now. And Dave, oh, yeah, yeah, Dave yeah. it's almost like Dave McCauley is actually the first person that ever bought a can for me. He's been a fan of mine for a long time, and I really appreciate him. But he it's almost like he put this comment out there to trigger me because he knows what I'm going to say right now. Oh, right? say, he knows, it. say it. Because he says, I would love a hat, but I'm too old and stoggy for a rock to rock a flat brim. And I'm just saying, shut up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, I can make you a different kind of hat if you really wanted one, but don't ever try to tell me you're too old, Dave, because That's I'm probably right. older. And maybe not, <laughs> but still. No excuses. 
I agree 100%. I love it, man. That's awesome. Look at, I mean, flap rims, you can still wear it if you wanted to, but I know one of the people that you that you got a hat for, they already started to kind of form it. They were forming it downward and kind of getting a, yeah. a little bit of a rounded figure to it. So, anyway. I mean, when I when I was younger, that's what I used to do. I would take a flat brim hat because that's the way they were made. They didn't make the ones that were already pre-curved. You had to right. curve them yourself. You had to go get your old coffee can and soak the lid and then dip it in the in the can and let it sit overnight <laughs> like that. That's how you did it. So, no excuses, Dave. No excuses. No excuses. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. All right. So so here, here's the question that I have. Yep. So, all right. I'm sitting there and I'm looking at a couple of your posts. So I, I what I love about some of the – now, remember, I, it, a lot of it's focused around TikTok. I've started to dabble a lot into the Instagram world of where you're at, kind of see that. And then YouTube. I think I was asking about camera stuff that you're using and just different stuff because I, I, I have never really dove into the YouTube uh, except another channel that I have with a buddy of mine. But uh, so, okay. You're, when you go through and you post something, like your really quick snippet, you're walking to the post office to go deliver something, you're doing something as you're thinking, you see something in front of you, what do you try to bring across with your message mostly, Dave? If you've got a way to be able to say, my message would be to people this, what is your message? Because I can kind of hear hints of it throughout all of your messages that you bring. So tell me a little bit more about that. What's what's the message that you want to tell people? I mean, you know... I- if I really had to boil it down to a general idea, it really would be two things. One thing that I've, that I say way too often, Rob, probably, I mean, I put it on hats and I put it on mugs is look, if you want something, you got to do the work, right? There is no easy answer, right? There's a, there's a designer that I follow by the name of uh, James Victory, And he's, he says, and I, I think I might be paraphrasing, paraphrasing this a little bit different. Like the thing about artwork is that you're not entitled to the art. You're only entitled to the work. And the only way to get to the art is to do the work. Oh, right? I like that. That's all you're entitled to is the work. So if you want the art, you got to do the work. But there's still never any promise that you'll find the art. You, but you have to do the work. Yeah. So um, that's all you're entitled to. So that's one idea. But then there's also this idea of like, let's stop making uh excuses about the things that you know we say we want or we don't want or we want to engage in you know it's like let's and find the answer right stop trying to put these barriers these uh you know these barriers that are mostly uh placed there by the fears that you have internally right and push back against that because that fear is big and ugly and scary as it may seem. It may seem like this daunting monster that's looming over you about, you know, you don't get to do that thing because I'm in your way, but you push back against that even a little bit, right? Yeah. You push back against that fear even a little bit and it backs off. Mm-hmm. Right. And then as soon as you, you know, uh, I've used this illustration before, like, you know, we have this comfort circle we're in. We're in this circle of things that we're comfortable yep. with. But right. You take one tiny step outside your circle. And that doesn't mean that your circle got that much bigger. It got exponentially bigger, right? Yeah. You're bigger. Your circle's that big. You take one big step. It goes like this, right? Right. And then it goes like this. And then it goes yep. like this, right? And then the thing that you were comfortable because you don't, it doesn't just, you know, push out this way or that way, you know, it's, it moves out. Your comfort level gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And so, mm. Stop making excuses, put in the work, and then you'll find that as you do it, that you aren't as scared about these things as you think you are, mm. but you, but you got to put your energy in there. So, dude, that's, that is, it's heavy stuff, but I got to tell you what, it's true. And I love about what I love about it is it's relatable to anything. The, the podcast that I run over here is a lot about very similar, but it's all around, you know, health related, really trying to work hard doing the work that's necessary for you to get to where you need to be and not just snap a finger and hope it's going to be there, right? Those flash in the pans, they don't come around. Listen, and if they do, good for you. I'm glad you were blessed with that wand, magic wand to tap you on your head that you get everything you need. But I'll tell you, it takes work and you got to put the work in to get the results that you're really looking for. And that can come like you. So that's why I think when the reason I asked that was because when you first started bringing some of those messages of do the work and those kind of things, I was like, hmm, I, I can relate to that with my own 
weight loss, health related, that kind of stuff, and my own professional journey. L- listen, if I want to move up in the company that I'm working for, or if I want the podcast to do anything, I got to do the work. Mm-hmm. I got to put in the work. I got to practice. I got to do the things that are necessary for me to continue to keep that muscle moving and and keep it moving forward. I love that. Can yeah. we show that mug one more time, by the way? There you go. I love that. Do the work. You sell that on your uh, on your merch uh, site, don't you? I do on my website. You go to DaveConnery.com and sell it there. I buy it. Yes. But I, I also want to clarify this that I'm not one of these hustle porn guys. You know, there's right. like hustle, hustle, hustle. You know, like right. I I understand that there is also there are other factors at play. Right. You have family obligations, your uh, lifestyle obligations. The barriers to fear could be larger than just, you know, like, you know, like my perception of what it is. It could right. be based in, you know, maybe there are psychological and emotional things at play that most people will not understand and you may not be willing to share. And that's right. totally okay too. But if you're willing to put forth an effort in one direction, like I said, even the tiniest little step forward, then, uh, you know, it should be okay. And I, just I love that visual, by the way. One step really expands it out more and more and more. Each one of those steps that you take yeah. to in- increase on that uh, comfort zone. I like. I'm, I'm actually writing that down. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, so that's great, man. And and I love the fact that I, I, I'm neither like that as well. Like I'm like you have to do the work. As a matter of fact, what what's funny is, is I, I talk about the fact that consistency is more important to me than doing the work, uh, you know, really, really full bore to be able to do it. Because I feel like if you're consistent with your efforts or you're consistent with small, even if it's small efforts, small steps or whatever, especially in this weight loss thing, listen, we, we live a certain amount of time on our, on this earth. We have all these ups and downs in our lives through stress eating and ups and downs and age and everything else that comes into play. You know, we're faced with a lot of stuff. Every little step in the right direction will help you create that ripple effect towards that. I, so I really like that. Okay. Yeah. But then right. also, I mean, con- conversely to that, if you do mess up, mm-hmm. don't beat yourself up, right? right? Just just like, okay, I messed up. Back on Give the Give yourself some grace. Yeah. Yep. Grace is important. 100%. I love that. All right. So, uh, Dave, if you were to think of, and the reason I'm asking this is because I, as a, uh, a guy that likes to draw little cartoons or little things like that, if you were to think of, one or two artists in your repertoire of of thoughts and inspirations that you can think of that are inspirations for you in the way that you draw, the what you do, and those kind of things. Who would those people be? So that way I can go check them out. <laughs> oh wow! Oh man, there's like <laughs> there's a so lot of them. parsing that down to one or two is really really difficult. I would say the first one that comes to mind is probably Shepard Fairey, um, okay. who is uh, responsible for Obey Giant. Um, because he, like me, he started as a designer and has moved, uh, into, and he still does design work, but for the most part, he's an artist and he's a street artist and he's a fine artist. He gets shown in galleries all over the world. Uh, but it's his approach to number one, sharing the art at, at all cost, right? I mean, he, he puts himself out there in ways that most people won't. Mm. and is not worried about like i mean he doesn't want to be arrested for you know sharing his street art he would rather not be arrested for going to you know to go to jail to for street art but he's not going to keep him from doing it right and then his art is graphic style is very interesting to me especially if you look at his his truly developed fine artwork it's it's got just this dynamic layered feel that just it just I, I just love it, right? I just dig it and it just it's always kind of inspired my efforts artistically to just yeah. kind of create layers upon layers upon layers. You know, especially when it comes to canvases. Mostly canvases, it's a little bit difficult to put layers upon layers on a hat, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Uh aside from him. Who else would I have to put out there? I know I'm putting you on the spot on that. I know one. there's just so many. Like I've yeah, been just yeah. like yeah. Uh, picking, you know, so many, but, um, oh, wow, God, I, I, I think I'm going to go out and I am going to say James Victory again, and it's like victory, but with an E instead of a Y. Okay. And, um, he is also designer, but he had, his design work has always come from a place of artistic expression. Yep. He, he's not the traditional designer in that respect. And, uh, he's mostly a poster artist, uh, and so that kind of 
feel that I feel that too. But it's his, you wouldn't, when you think of graphic design and you go see his work, you don't, you won't necessarily make those two connections. I mean, he, it's obvious that he is a designer, but you wouldn't look at him and go like, oh, that can be design, right? That, that you know, that, that scribble of a fly, you know, <laughs> can be designed. That, that really, you know, like, and actually it's funny because he did this piece for, I want to say it was like the, the Savannah College of Art or something like that. And uh, it was essentially like a, a scribbly skull with a banner underneath it. And that piece has always inspired me to do my art, my skulls this way, because I've done skulls numerous different ways, some more detailed than others. Yeah. But at a certain point, I was just like, why does it have to be, you know, like photorealistic perfect? Right. Why can't it be representational like this and be just as powerful? Right. Yeah. And so he kind of inspired that idea in me. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. It can be slapped together. It can be like I like so if I may, uh I'm dig here, you know, like I did this uh thing almost kind of inspired by him at some point, probably, but if I can find it real quick. This piece here. Oh yeah. No more boring art. Don't yep. don't mind this. This is just yeah. <laughs> this was experimentation. <laughs> but this, right? This was inspired by him. Yep. And you know, it, it's just this if you look at his work, you would see like that's not much different than what he would do. Right. And he would put that up on a poster and then that gets post that gets shared in, you know, Museum of Modern Art, right? Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> so, that's you know, so you just there is no clear definition about what can be high art. Yeah. So just go out and do what feels right. Right. Oh, I love that. I love that. You know, I and I know that um, I, I, a lot of people will say the same thing about art that you don't understand all that much, right? So a lot of people, even like Andy Warhol back in the day, right? I know it was kind of abstract. It was called different colors, Campbell soup cans, things like that or whatever. But on the same token, if you really look at some of the work that these guys did that people didn't understand at the time, a lot of people are like, oh, wow, that's, oh, that's interesting. But they're so powerful in the simplicity and some of the artwork and some of the, you can almost feel emotion through some of it like as you're walking through it or looking at it. But here's the big question that I have. When you just mentioned a minute ago, and I don't want to lose sight of this, you said the difference between design and art. Are, 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 like, are those two two totally separate things, are you saying? Uh, I So it, you, can, you can break them down to two different things. You can have art in design, and okay. you can have design within art. But as... as separate entities right as separate things right they they have different functionality right yep. they, the art is meant to uh to embrace creativity and to enhance a person's uh view of life whether you know like put up on the wall or to share in a public space right to uh, enlighten them to creativity in a new way design yep. is is largely meant to communicate Right. Design is meant to change the way you look at something. Design is meant to make something easier for you to understand, whether it's graphic design, industrial design, interior design. Right. These are it's 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 about making your life a little bit more interesting. Now, again, there can be art within that. Right. And there can yeah. be a lot of design. One of my favorite designers of all time is a guy by the name of David Carson. And he. You know, he uses very arty ways within his design work and it's just kind of become who he is right? right and so you expect that from him but you understand that you are looking at design work he also does art just like me yeah but he but you and you know there's probably is like if you looked at some of his design stuff versus some of his art stuff you might not see a clear delineation right. between those two like right mix. yeah right but then i mean that's kind of the same way with my stuff too like a lot of times when you see some of my design work it's very edgy it's very you know graphically rough and raw and uh you know i mean i can do the clean stuff too but the stuff that really inspires me is the stuff that feels more artistic in nature that's so. great 
No, I'm glad you described that because I I, I I hear you reference that sometimes when you're talking, even some of the posts where you're like, I, this is what I have always done with my, uh, you know, design piece of it. And, and you did a couple lives, actually, you were showing more about the design side of it rather than the just the artistic side of it. So it's interesting to hear the perspective of the difference between the two because I'm not in the know. So that, that that's really awesome. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Well, and design informs a lot of what I do. I mean, because I started really as a designer. Yeah. And so, uh, in fact, if anybody wants to be an artist professionally, I, I recommend they take a design course while they're in school for that, because it creates an understanding of elements that might take your work to another level. Yeah. Like you understand, maybe it's typography, maybe it's the spatial relationship of things. Maybe it's, you know, uh, negative space versus, uh, you know, like minimalism versus maximalism and stuff like that. Like all these different things that we learn in design school, it it, it is obviously flowed into my art and vice yeah. versa. That's awesome. All right. So what about, um, so the other thing I wanted to segue into is uh, social media. We were talking about TikTok. We talk about Instagram. And before I got into TikTok, to be honest with you, I wasn't really uh, interested in getting on TikTok, but I had a friend of mine that knows that I do podcasts, knows I bring a really positive message to the table. And he was saying, there's a need for you in a place like this because he was on there and he was kind of dabbling in a little bit. And he says, go there to do it. And what I found is I've met some really great people, including yourself through TikTok that has really um, enhanced my life a little bit because I'm like, wow, I met all these really great people. What is your thoughts or what are your thoughts on social media in general? There's just in, in, in the loop in, in general, cause there's many different types of social media, but do you find value in social media, not just with your own brand and the things you're trying to bring to the table, but holistically, like as in a value in our culture? I, um, y- yes. I mean, it, <laughs> I, you know, it's kind of like there's so many things about it, right? It can be social media can be be a complete cesspool, right? Yeah. It can be a complete and total cesspool. It can be driven by ego and image, like a lot that happens on Instagram, right? Um, and yeah. and this I this need this dopamine hit of getting more likes on our thing, right? More interaction, more comments. It's like, oh, I need more of that, right? Um, you know, yeah. we get a popular video out on TikTok, and then we go and repeat that. We try to repeat that exact same process of that video, just because we. I need more of that, right? <laughs> so there's those are the downsides of this, right? But the upside is that it has allowed us to communicate with people far greater than we ever have, you know, in our lives, right. and it has allowed us to reach out to individuals who we would have never met. In you know, I mean, even if we, you know, I. The interactions I have on tic- on TikTok compared to the interactions I have with people on Twitter is vastly different, right? Yeah. I don't have any really heartfelt connections with anybody on Twitter. I do have connections with people on Facebook, but still, it's not quite the same, yep. right? It's it. So TikTok to me is a little bit different. Uh, Instagram is different because I get to interact with all these other creative people, and the visual stimuli of that makes that interesting for me. But you know, it's what really comes down to, and and you know, I did a I did a video about this on TikTok yesterday about you know we've had mutual somebody we've both follow in the past where they've had their their platform or their 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 TikTok completely taken away from them right. for whatever reason, right? It's not an un, not un, uncommon for people to have their TikToks just banned like that. Right. And then there's all this kind of like grieving about that. And, but, and I understand, and there's a lot of anger, a lot of misunderstanding about why it happened. Yep. But really, what it comes down to is that if you're not doing your best to, number one, engage with your people so that they have this heartfelt connection to you. Right. And you're not encouraging them to go find you in these other places whether it's YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, wherever. And then, and then actually, you know, when they do go there, you interact with them as well and, and kind of perpetuate this idea that you aren't just a one trick pony. Yep. Then, you know, you're going to build something greater than just the confines of this, of this Mm. space. Right. One of the lessons that I've always taken um, to heart was from the first, first guy I ever did a, um, I worked for as a designer. Yep. And this is, 
this is relates to the software and the platforms that we used when we were building. Like a lot of people were very much into, like we all we all use Macs, right? But there was like this kind of like pushback from some of the guys we worked with that would say, oh, PCs are greater, PCs do this better, PCs, and it's like, whatever. My boss said, listen, I am, I am loyal to the software because the mm -hmm. software is what allows me to do my job, right? Mm -hmm. It's not the box that it's built that the software exists in because if they if like adobe out of you know just all of a sudden said oh we're gonna be pc only i was like well i'm not gonna stay on mac just because mac is what i've always used right, right i'm gonna go right. to pc because that allows me to do the job right yeah so if if TikTok deletes my you know bans my account for whatever reason i'm gonna be upset about it because sure. i love that platform Mm -hmm. But it's not going to stop me from doing what I do because I've hopefully built up my alliance with these people in other places and they will follow through over there, wherever else I go. I like, okay, so I like the fact that you touched on something um, that you brought that up anyway, because I feel like it's all in what you do and how you use it, right? Yeah. I really do believe that. And to be honest with you, a, a lot of it does have some control, right? I, I don't think that people really understand there are controls to what you do or things that you do. I know it feels a little bit out of whack with that, with the with the TikTok aspect, but through Instagram and Facebook and these other platforms, you can block and move things around and kind of mold your view and your lens that you're looking at or that you want to see the way you need it to. And it doesn't become as much of a cesspool as what it can be. But what I always believe in is a karma is when you put energy out and you put something out that's a positive realm or something that you're engaging with people and you are communicative and you're having this conversation, you're dialoguing, you're investing, all that stuff, people feel that. And I feel that the bad seeds aren't necessarily going to be around that. Like mm -hmm. they'll, they'll be like, OK, you know what? All right. I, I, this, this isn't my cup of tea. It's a little too two hands on with me or whatever else I'm out of here or whatever. Cause they want, if they want to be a troll, they can be a troll. They can do whatever they want to do, but it's just not really effective around me. Cause I usually either just shut it off and push it off to the side and keep moving forward in a positive space. But I, I always try to ask some of my guests that question around social media, because it's a wide range of opinions. Some people love it and, and, and just love playing in the space of it. And some people are absolutely 100% like, I just can't stand it. You know, and I always believe it's how you use it is, is really what makes a difference in social media. Right. And I mean, I like some other people like me who are very entrepreneurial. Uh, you know, I, I'm trying to build a business. Right. right. And so 90% of what I'm doing on any of these social platforms is with the goal in mind of building more to my business. Now, yep. that doesn't mean I'm, you know, a robot and inhumane and, and not going to interact with human beings or only treat them as like, hey, you're my next dollar sign, right? Right. I'm not trying to interact like that, but I'm going in like my plan is all related to how can I drive people over to my website to possibly buy the thing that I sell. Yeah. And I'm very blatant about that. I don't try. I mean, and I'm not blatant like, hey, buy my stuff, buy my right. stuff, buy my stuff. But like, I don't ever say, I don't ever try to, to skirt the issue or anything. It's like, hey, I, I make stuff. You can buy it. You know, right. like that. Right. Right. So, <laughs> so, but I think that that's authentic, Dave. I think that th that's authentic. You're you're pretty much open. You're an open book. This is where I'm at. This is what I'm trying to do. You've had posts specifically that say, I'm looking to make money. I'm not looking to just, like, this is my, I want this to be my full-time gig. This is my job. This is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I, I This is how we make our money. And I think that that's more authentic than, like you said, the sneaky kind of sideway of doing things. So yeah. I think there's some authenticity to that. Well, I, I, that's another thing I think is important is that, authenticity is a is a trigger word that a lot of people use you know like but i've just never had an instinct to to not be just who i am right, right. people people see me on the street they meet me in person and they realize wow you're just exact you're exactly you're like guy. you are on video like yep and it was like well, I mean, I might not be quite as gestural in person. You see my YouTube and I'm like, ah, you know, like, and that's mostly for the camera a little bit, but, but, you know, I put a little bit more energy into that because I, you know, in high school, I took drama class. So I know a little bit about, you know, putting on a show. Oh, nice. Nice. Right? Well done. Right. But, you know, it's mostly just that I just know that, you know, I'm, I'm here to part of it is a job. I'm trying to do a job of entertaining or informing or educating people into the thing. So I have a job to do. It's important that I fulfill that job, that obligation to the people viewing. Right. No, that's but, really cool. 
you still run across, you see me on the street, you're still going to get the same guy. Right. So, I don't know. It's just the way I've always loved. I've always lived, rather. No, and that's really great. <laughs> I, I like that a lot. All right. So, um, you know, just about, we're coming up on almost an hour. So, usually I was going to keep these things right around an hour time frame. I'm really appreciative of all your thoughts so far because I'm mm-hmm. really interested in the whole art aspect of it. And I'm sure that listeners are you know, to be able to, especially to understand the concept of where you've kind of come from, what you've done, where you're at right now and how you're playing in this social media space. If you've got to give advice to someone, Dave, this is one of the questions that I like to ask people. If you've got to give advice to somebody that may be starting off at as a new podcaster, a new artist, somebody that's doing whatever they, or or they're getting involved in social media or branding themselves or whatever else, because you're playing a lot like myself. We're playing in this space in a lot of different places. We're moving, moving all these parts around to be able to do it. What's some advice that you would give to somebody that's just starting off right now? Not much different than what I've already shared is I push back against fear, right? Okay. Push back against fear, do the work, right? And that may seem really kind of like arbitrary in general, but really what it comes down to is like, okay, you want to get a, you want to start a podcast? Okay. Well then find out how that works. Go to YouTube and search how to start a podcast. Right? That's what I did. Yeah. I mean, literally, like it's that simple. That's how I started. And it's so much easier now than even when I did it. Right. And yeah. before I did it, the people that had to do podcasts, like back in the early 2000s, like, man, that was arduous work to put up a podcast. And now it's like so easy. Right. So figure out how that is. You want to start a Redbubble page. You want to start an Etsy page. You want to start making your own t shirts. Figure out how that's worked. Just go and do the research on that. And my computer keeps, uh, hold on, I'm trying to. My, my my screensaver keeps going on me, oh, so I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I'm not looking at anything. <laughs> but uh, um, so you know, it's just a matter of like do if you're really serious about that thing, mm-hmm. whatever it is, right? Figure out the steps. What do you like? I uh, told something the other day. Like, what's your ultimate goal, right? And then and then reverse engineer that. Yeah, reverse engineer it down to wherever you're at right now. You know, go to YouTube and search it. Go to Google and search it. Figure that out and then mm-hmm. take that first step, right? Take the tiny little, you know, give yourself a timeline to execute and then just go and push yeah. back against these fears that you have about whatever it is that might be holding you back. Because when you push back against it, it's going to fade away every single time. I love that. Uh, so one, what, all right. So you just sparked something else on my mind. If you <laughs> were to picture what your end goal is, you just said, picture what your end goal is what you're trying to be able to accomplish, what you're trying to be able to do, and then work your way back. I love the concept of that because then you can kind of deconstruct it and move it back and be able to do it. If you were to pick your end goal, what is that for you, Dave? If you were to say, this is what I want to be able to do. You know what? I, I want to be, honestly, I mean, if I was looking, you know, pie in the sky idea, what I want to be is standing up on a stage sharing this same idea with people without, you know, coming across as some sort of like hype guru you know, not not Tony Robbins style, but you know, just like you know, getting up on stage and, and and preaching the gospel of like getting out and doing the work and putting some putting some energy in and inspiring people to do that thing. You know, inspire it mass rather than you know, like I mean, I insp- I like inspiring individuals. I like inspiring you. I like inspiring other friends. But if I can inspire in mass, you know, then that's that's great right and then to get paid to do that i mean come on that would be awesome right i know i know <laughs> that'd be awesome i love it i love that let's see we got we got a couple of questions that just came in here at the end yeah. i know that uh uh up girl upcycle studio asked has either of your businesses changed dra- drastically since quarantine how about yours dave <laughs> you know honestly it's a i'm i'm laughing because i've actually gotten more right sales in the last month than i had in the previous month like I've got more work to do now than I did last month, which is, you know, it's a good problem to have, but it may not always be that way. Right. But the thing is, is that the purchase prices of the things are lower, right? Before yeah. where it's like, I'm selling, you know, I'm selling larger, um, you know, canvases and, you know, bigger art or whatever. But now it's like, I'm selling hats, I'm selling cans. So I've got more to do, but it's uh, you know, smaller purchases. So that's probably the most consistent thing. So I'm making other choices. I'm making other choices behind the scenes to do, things uh to allow people an opportunity to buy into stuff without uh having to spend a lot of money yeah i so on my end um it's uh it's similar very similar story i what i 
find is with people at home and they're working from home, they're listening to podcasts a lot more. So they're logging in and they're listening to my podcast. They're going into buying merchandise. They're doing all kinds. Of, so it's really interesting. The dynamic of that is it changed as people are at home. They're listening to things. They need some more positivity, things like that. So I've actually seen an uptick of downloads, of uh, streams, of uh, merchandise and uh, patrons of the show. So I'm appreciative of it, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm always humbled by it, all of it anyway, but I'm just like, wow, that's pretty great. So it, it, it both of us sounds like we've had an uptick in, in, in things that are happening with it. So that's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So Dave, um, if you were to look at uh, just for the last couple of minutes here, where can people find you? Tell us where all the little spots they can go to find you and find some of your artwork and some of the stuff you are selling for some of the great stuff that you're doing. I, well, primary is, is my website, daveconnery.com. That's where I sell all my art and uh, some of my design projects and I'm, and I keep meaning to put more and more stuff up and just one of those things if I wasn't having to make all these hats I'd have more stuff up there <laughs> but uh daveconnery.com for my stuff you can always find me on 99% of social media platforms you can find me as at Dave Connery, uh Twitter okay. Instagram Facebook and whatnot the only one that's different is TikTok which is Dave makes things and that's only because I have an at Dave Connery on TikTok but I had it back when it was um, what was it? What was TikTok before it was like? Oh, musically, musically, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I I tried to log back into that when I first got back into TikTok, and I couldn't. I, I for some reason I don't know what email address I had attached to it, but I can't get back into the pat. I couldn't get the password recovery, so I was like, yeah. ah. So Mine's different as well. My, mine has the coffee talk with Liquid Shano 1973. You can see at the top of the screen. Well, yeah. on TikTok, it's no 1973 because I was sharing the other day that when I would go into lives or I would talk to people, they'd try to read my name and it would be Liquid Shano 1973. And it was like this long drawn out thing. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I, maybe maybe in the brain, if it's shorter, it could be quicker. And it, it's worked out really well because now people can just kind of say it and it's out there and it's all good to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So good, man. Hey, listen, I really do appreciate you stopping into the podcast here, man. I'm hoping to have you on again down the road here. It's uh, been great. I, I I've, I feel like I've gained a friend almost through this whole TikTok piece of it, through people that we have our community and people that support you. And every time I go live, they're popping into mine. And it's been a really great, a good little run, man. It's been a lot of fun. And I'm hoping that it can go further for both of us in our endeavors. Yeah, 100%. All right. Okay, guys. Well, thanks for listening to the show. And as any of you know, uh, if you want to become a patron of the show, I'll put the details right in the bottom. All the stuff that Dave was talking about here with his uh, Instagram feed, Twitter feed, all the stuff I'm going to put right into the body of the podcast. So if you want to be able to click on any of the links, it'll take you right to his website and everything else. And uh, yeah, man, thanks so much for coming on the show. I appreciate yeah, it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate okay. it. Man. Yeah. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Please do us a favor and leave feedback and a five-star rating on whatever platform that you use.